Welcome to episode 45, guys. 45. We're start, We're getting close. We're going to have to do something cool for episode 50. Episode 45 of the Cue the Duck Boats podcast. We are joining you on a, I'm assuming also a little bit brisk for you, Connor, over in the western side of the world. Western the Canada. Wherever Mexico, you live. Yeah. Still, I still don't know. Like, I, I was talking to Emma earlier, and she was like, where's Connor living? I'm like, Iowa, Illinois, Chicago. Antarctica. Cornfields. I'm like, I don't know. Alaska, Iowa, Russia. Illinois works. Black so literally right on the border. Yeah, finished my thought. Black Friday. We're here on Black Friday bringing you a special episode. We, um, right off the bat, going to announce our Black Friday sale we have going on right now on InsideTheRink.com for all of your merchandise. You can get Q the Duck Boats merch, Bruins Benders merch, the production line merch. We have all kinds of merch in there for all the podcasts, not just ours and even just ITR. And uh, use code THANKFUL for 20% off. Um, we're super thankful for anyone who listens, and we're super thankful for anyone who buys anything. Um, can guarantee you if you get your purchases in today, everything will be there by Christmas. Our shipping's pretty good. I've bought enough things off there to say that. And feel pretty confident. But uh, how you boys feeling today? How was your Thanksgiving? For me, uh, it was uh, a lot of Yahtzee to, to finish the night and lots of kids running around screaming and yelling per per usual so today was a little bit nicer to kind of just chill and host some family at the house and relax a little bit now hanging out with you guys for a few hours before jake takes off and heads down south and leaves kevin and i in the cold cold weather yeah t-minus 10 hours i'll be boarding a plane to florida (laughs) kev how was yours I was okay. Uh, classic worked, you know, that government life. So we worked, worked, worked. Didn't get paid a lot. But I'm just kidding. I get paid a good amount. Um, especially the holiday, right? right? Especially you holiday. Get, you guys get extra, right? Especially when, yeah. like, when you're... I get, ho- I get holiday pay, so. I would like to think, like, is there no, like, bonus for what you're doing on that, on, like, Thanksgiving? Is there nothing? It's like, it's like a double XP weekend. Yeah, I would say there's got to be something, right? Like, you gotta be oh, something yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, reference. Yeah. I'm getting that money, but yeah, yeah what doing? got off around got off around five and then came home and enjoyed some turkey with the family. And uh my uncle Raul, he came over. Nice, nice. Your long lost Mexican uncle Raul. I yes. um <laughs> mine was pretty similar. I did we did breakfast here um in the morning, then I headed down across the state to see my dad's family and spent had a really nice day with them and then back to see Emma's mom's family at night. So it's pretty just, you know, hectic, hectic day, but good. It's a, it's always good to see family. Right. And I think that's, I mean, what else we have for our intro here, boys, anything else? I think we get right into it. Um, get into that dirty water. We have had some milestones for the Boston Bruins and we're going to tell you all about them in a quick second here. I get, there's no, like, there's not much we can say about the Bruins other than we're happy. I think first thing on the sheet here and most important thing to talk about is Patrice Bergeron hit a thousand points in his career. St. Patrice. St. Patrice. I I had like a moment of reflection when it happened and I thought about just, I've watched Patrice my whole life, like my whole life as a hockey fan, right? He's played for 20 years, right? This is 20th season or his 19th season. I think, I think 21st. It's one of those three. Like, so it's just for me as 26 years old, I've been watching Bergeron my whole life. So it's just, it's crazy to think about. I love how we, we continued. We, we make a joke. So sorry to interrupt, but we make a joke when Kevin mutes himself and then starts talking. Oh no, you were trying to talk. He was to talk and say a number that he obviously looking at him was pretty convinced that it's accurate. Oh, and I continue. 19. All right. Perfect. 19. I said it's 19. I'm the writer. I would know. Oh, great. Well, maybe if you unmuted, everyone else would have got to hear that too. I, did, I didn't know until my screen said, hey, buddy, you're muted. And you dropped the ball. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> Bergeron, just, it's been, we're so lucky to get to watch this guy. And when he finally hangs it up, I'm going to feel legit emotional on that day. And it's going to suck. It's going to suck to see him hang him up. I hope that this team and how much fun they're having keeps him around for a few more years. I really do. Yeah, it's not like he's lost a step. That dude's no. lethal. Dude's lethal. He he's still like he has nine goals, ten assists for nineteen points in twenty-one games. He's plus eleven. He's in the top early power old, play unit. Your yeah. top penalty kill unit. 
Probably. Number one in early season Selkie voting already. Probably winning number like one seventy percent faceoffs. Like, dude yeah. does everything. <laughs> yeah, he's sixty-one forty-three on the faceoff dial, which yeah. is unheard of. Right. You it's have to think that he's going to be a hot topic conversation for representing the Bruins come All Star time. Yeah, he did it last year. I wonder if they pass this one over to Pasta. But if they I think really if feel this last year, it's going Pasta, back. To him. It might be Olmark, to be honest. I, I do think if they send a goalie, the Bruins will get two. I really I think the Bruins will get two. I do agree. I think Omar because of how successful they are right now, they, they should, should get, get two. two. Sometimes I mean, even three. If we're going to be realistic, the Bruins should send Lindholm, Pasta, Bergeron, and Allmark right now. And Marshawn deserves it too, so does McAvoy probably, but they just, they're not going to have, I think, the – I mean – Even Krejci. <laughs> even Krejci there. Krejci has 17 points in 18 games. The Bru- I mean, guys, the Bruins have lost three three hockey games this year. And one the whole team could be an all star team. Yeah. That's just the reality. Well, at least you know that uh, most likely Jim Montgomery is going to be behind the bench. Yeah, which is cool. Which is really cool. I, it's something that like, I think all three of us were like happy for Montgomery when he got hired, and I think we all are. We're all definitely big second chance guys, as we've said before on a million different topics. But for him, a guy who like battled what he battled and to just be seems like an absolute nail gun of a human. It's I'll just be honest, awesome like I was I was the skeptical one in the bunch. And it was purely out of I really haven't seen a lot of this guy's resume to yeah. really know what to expect. Yeah, it, it wasn't on not Bruce, like Bruce Cassidy wasn't a terrible coach. Like the Bruins weren't no. doing awful. So it's like, yeah, um, sure. We'll see how this one pans out. And then what do you know? Bruce Cassidy and Jim Montgomery are both absolutely killing it with two new teams. Yeah, they're both good coaches. And that's Bruce Cassidy proved that he wasn't necessarily the problem per se, but contributed to it at least. Yeah, I, I think that this Bruins team needed a player's coach and Cassidy wasn't that. Still a great coach, but Montgomery is pulling the puppet strings the right way. He really is. There's not I mean Come on, he just he set a record for the he's the team and him just set a record for twelve home wins to start the season in a row. That that's a record now. They're in the record books for that. When you look up most wins to start a season at home, Jim Montgomery's Boston Bruins are there. Yeah, that's another milestone this team's hitting. Many more. They're going to hit so many more if they stay even remotely on this track. They're going to win the President's Trophy in the Stanley Cup. Will have to come through Boston, one of the hardest places to play in the NHL. I don't want to look that far forward, but it's hard not to. Like it's it's hard not to. It's I I get skeptical. I think but there's then... a couple hurdles in the way, especially oh, when it yeah. comes to, you know, what trade are the Bruins gonna make yeah. for the cap purpose. Um, but I think looking at it and saying the Boston Bruins are a Stanley Cup contender at this point, I don't think that that's crazy at all. I mean, no, I think it's, it's just the truth. Nobody expected it. I don't think any three of us expected that. I think we all predicted they would lose in the first or second round if they made the playoffs. Yep. And well, like the day when we looked at the lineup, and I think all three of us were like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, like you look at the lineup, and you're like, "Hmm, well, that's a loaded lineup." And sure <laughs> enough, it is the Bruins, the Bruins bottom six. And I mean, especially somebody like Nick Felino and. Uh, Charlie Coyle playing the way that they're playing. I mean, good God. Or even Taylor Hall. Like, Taylor Hall has 13 points in 21 games. If he's going to play that bottom six, he kicked ass today. He was laying the body, getting in deep, making things happen. And it's like, Taylor Hall, to me, is a guy who... Was he on the third line again today? Yeah. I didn't get to watch. Yeah, he was on the third line, and he played He played a third-line skilled game. He grinded. And just like I said, right, he got more minutes than DeBrusque, and he got more minutes than Zaka. They're not like... He's on the third line, but he, you know what I mean? He's playing 17 He still gets his cookies time. Yeah. Like that's, so it's like, that's where I don't think he has any problem with that because him and Coyle are playing second line minutes. So it's really like not, I think it, that's definitely a non-issue for him. The Bruins and, can really cycle four lines pretty evenly. And roll and grind and grind. That's why they can go down 2 nothing to a Carolina team and win a game. And win in overtime. Yeah, that's why. That, Brings me right back to Pasta's shot to win that game. Oh, my God. There was not a goalie in the NHL who stops that shot. It was just a rocket, snapped the twine, and was back out back out at the dot in like a second because it was so hard. It just 
This guy is an unreal shot. There are a couple injury things we got to talk about here at the Bruins. We have Freddie and, and Smith who are day-to-day right now, both with upper body injuries. It seems like both of them are going to be okay. I do have a feeling Smith's might be a little more related to trade or something, which we can get into in a little bit. Freddie, we saw him kind of self-inflicted. Oh, my God. He had the boards hard. Yeah. That's just... He'll be back soon, sooner rather than later, obviously. Yeah, it seems just like a bruise, sprain-type situation on his wrist, elbow area, so... The way he was playing, we want Freddie back. We really do. Yeah. He's been... He was playing pretty good. Um, He understands his role, and that's the thing, like... And we've talked about how close Montgomery and Frederick are and how like Montgomery grew up with like Frederick's dad and how close they are and everything. And Montgomery understands like Frederick's strengths and that's what they're playing too. And Freddie understands that like Freddie, you don't have to go out there and score twenty goals. Be that grinder, be yeah. that guy we want. Don't have to fight every night. But just be that kind of like tough grinding skill guy. And that's what he's doing. And it's yeah, just gonna no, come, he... it's just gonna come to him, so I really do. I think Freddie was about to really break out. I still think he's yeah. going to. Like, I mean, a, an injury that takes you out for three or four games in the 82-game season. Yeah, I think Freddie can still – he can still be that 12-goal, 12-15-goal 12 yeah. guy. It's And that's yeah. all you need from him. Like Being out I, three to four games, you know, doesn't kill him as a player. But the thing no. it's really screwing up is the trade scenarios yeah, for the is. Boston Bruins. It because is. you keep you keep nickel and diming a couple games here and there <laughs> where now you need to bring another player up. Okay, well, you still need to make a trade, and the cap just gets more complicated, more complicated. Oh, I agree. I do agree. Like the Bruins do need to start to think about acting soon on that front. But another injury we had today, right? Oh, you can go. Mike Riley is already requested for a trade, so you have to think that with the increased scouting presence in Providence recently, with him being down there and the Bruins, you know having some rumors going around that they're kicking tires on specific players for the trade deadline, et cetera. It sounds like you're coming into that time of the year. We're in that two to three months before the trade deadline where things are going to start to kindle and smoke and burn. Yeah. yeah and especially if the, you have the clear cap space before you bring Derek forward back. Yep. So there's so many, so many things, things that, are coming. So things are coming do, so. for sure. Oh, 100%. It's, 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 it's good to see, though. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, happen. it has to happen. We've been yeah. seeing this from before the year. I was like, this doesn't work. The math doesn't work. It just can't all work. That's the biggest issue. Another injury we have today, which scared me for a couple oh. minutes, was Olmark. Olmark gets pulled. Swayman comes in. Swayman played lights out to help the Bruins win this game, which I was very happy about. And Montgomery calmed, yeah, I know. And Montgomery calmed us all down after the game, saying Sway, uh, saying, "Oh, he's going to be okay." Swayman reiterated that he called him a big Swedish Viking and said he was going to be fine. <laughs> so I think it was just a uh, he's he's in pain. Let's be precautionary. We have Swayman. Good opportunity for Swayman to come in and have a a bounce that was, back. Hey, we're seventeen and three. It doesn't matter if we lose yeah. this game. Yeah, like we got to be smart. And they were, and Swayman showed up and showed out. Made some athletic, nice saves, especially in overtime. It's like, attaboy sway. I was really happy to see that. Another thing I want to bounce on before we get into a little debate, a little embrace of some debate. Swayman, after the game, brought up again that um, at this point, he considers himself Felino Jr. Um, Felino had him over to his house yesterday for Thanksgiving because obviously his family lives in Alaska. And it just shows like the little things with Nick Felino where I'm so glad that the three of us were so wrong. I really am. I yeah. think he's one of the most important guys in that locker, and I'm glad he's Yeah, there. no, but that was the thing. We never disagree we, that he's a leadership guy. Yeah. It was just on the ice production. We always knew what he brought to the team as a leadership locker room guy because yeah. we needed all of his experience. It was just, hey, can we get more on the ice? And he's responded. And he's responded. So, Yeah, him and Taylor Hall essentially are almost identical. Like yeah. legit, almost identical. No, I, I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> fine with it. Like I want t- Taylor Hall being a point, a little bit over a point every other game. I'd like to see. I want him in 40, 50 to sixty. I still think he gets there. And Felino's outperform. You know what I mean? Like I'm not really mad at either of them. It's the role. Hall's playing in the role he's in right now. Felino's playing above. That's. I mean, fair. Yeah. And Taylor Hall's being paid to be. Oh yeah. A top six score. Yeah. Well, he needs time with those guys. That's the issue. I think Hall does get hurt by the lineup moving around. 
that like call and pasta are magical together. But they weren't exactly lighting it up. Paul pasta yeah. was. But that's the but I mean it's hard. Like it's like they weren't exactly lighting it up as they dominate half the teams they play. It's like all right, all right, guys. So uh, a high tide raises really all game. ships. Obviously. He had a really good game today, I'll tell you that. So with the Bruins being an absolute wagon right now, obviously Hall is going to have a lot of cookies because everybody's rolling. Yeah. But when this team dips, is Hall still going to be that point other game player or is he going to bottom out? That's the question. To give you my right now, though, just Hall has picked up his game significantly just for, he has four points. He's had a point in every game for the last four games. Like he has, he really has like taken a little jump and I think he's going to keep pushing on that. Like he, he just, he's been he's streaky. So. Yeah, yeah, he's on a hot streak right now. Like if you watch the game today, you'd be like, "Yep." Like he was just getting in deep, hitting everything, making plays. There was one where in overtime he toe dragged through two people's legs, got a shot, and he just saved it. It was he looked. There was some vintage Taylor Hall today, which was really good to see. Now a little little thing: the Bruins had announced today they showed the Winter Classic jersey, and I think we were kind of split on it. I have it right here. I'll bring it up for all of our YouTube fans, guys. Mm. You should be listening to this on YouTube because you get the video, you get to see our beautiful faces, and you get to see all the cool stuff I bring up on the screen, like the Winter Classic jerseys. Connor, I'll let you go first. I know you don't like them. I don't. I just feel like it's extremely lazy. And I actually saw a meme after I More went than on the that last rant. one, though? More than la- the last one that was just this and white with just a B? Yeah, because that had more stuff all over the jersey. I, I own every winter classic jersey that the Bruins have ever had. So I, I've seen all the little intricate things. And I know that this Bruins version this year has something on the back collar, just like they had in 2019. But there was also a patch on the front that went along with the logo. There was shoulder pad emblems. There are shoulder specific pad things. On this. There are. It's I haven't not, seen them. It's in just any not of showing images. It here. They're on it. Like when I, I bought one for transparency, I bought the Bergeron one. It has, see the Winter Classic logo you see in the center? Yeah, that's that, on the that's shoulder on the shoulders. Pads. Yeah, that's on the shoulders. And I don't then, have any idea why they're not showing it on their, their model here. The stripes on the jersey just remind me of like Chicago and Detroit's reverse retros. Like just a, a bland band around the arms. And then... Boston on the front, like who cares? We all know. Like I would have rather have seen them made that ugly ass bear a little bit bigger. <laughs> That's the. It's so ugly. It's like a Jeep Gladiator. That the meth bear is so ugly. It's kind of cool. That's like how I am with it. I like the jersey. I like the black and yellow. I like. I like a lot of things you don't like. Like I like the simple stripes on the arms, and I like where it says Boston in the middle. Um, I think it's. I actually kind of really like it. The, and I think, I think the Penguins jersey one. is equally as fun. Penguins one sucks. <laughs> that's one uh, I don't like at all with just a big P I wish they put like a cool, cool old vintage penguin they have so many cool old penguins they could have used it's like, yeah oh. I don't Kev, know how do you feel it's underwhelming in the jersey department Kev are you buying one are you match at the game uh, I'm hit or miss right now but for me it's I like everything but the bear it's stupid I think the Beth bear is actually ugly oh yeah no he the meth bear is ugly. There's no doubt about it. I'm a Pooh Bear fan, not a meth bear fan. Like, there's just so many better jerseys that they could have made. They could have dipped back to so many other times in the Bruins' history to drum up a new jersey, and this is what we got. Like, come on. Eh, I'm sure we'll have 10 more winter classes over the next yeah, 10 years. Even, so. yeah, no you, worries. It's on that uh, beanie that we bought the game, that you bought the game last time we went. Oh, that logo is my favorite logo. Yeah, like put the, that there with Boston. I could probably try to find it. If, but I, it's it's like the classic, the one with like the bear. and then Well, the I Boston think we're going to get new logo. Bruins jerseys within the next two years. Like, we are going to. Home and the away. Con- the Adidas contract is up. Yeah. I, they won't, so, they're not going to change much, but they might change like shoulder patches, things like that. Do you know who's like leading the way on that? I heard I like early on that Lululemon was making a push. Lululemon did a lot of stuff for the Canadian jerseys for the Olympics, but I do wonder like are the Canadian Olympic kits and all that. I wonder if they make they'll be expensive, but pro- I guess they can't really be much more than the two sixty. They're already charging. Yeah, so. 
Like, I mean, the NHL dictates that. Yeah, not, 100%. Not who makes it. They're like, oh, yeah. hey, you have to create this product and we have yeah, to. Yeah, this is your margin. This is, yeah. And it's up to them to figure out their margins and how good yeah. quality. I think that the three of us can agree. The Adidas has done a great job with the quality of these jerseys, is top notch compared to the, um, the Reebok. Reebok ones. Like, I have the, like, the NHL level Reebok jersey, and I have an Adidas one. The Adidas one blows it out of the water. That's for damn sure. Imagine if somebody like Under Armour did their jerseys. They do a good job. Like I Under, think Under Armour has really quality stuff. Yeah, I like Under Armour a lot. I mean, I also like Adidas. I think both of them would do a good job. I think Nike. I wouldn't want Nike. I think Nike will just. I think Nike has always seen hockey as an afterthought, so I don't like when they really get anything with it. When Nike was involved with Bauer, it was like Bauer's low point to me. And once they completely separated, it's when they really started to take off. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's kind of it for the Bruins. I mean, obviously, a good amount of news there. Bruins are hitting milestones every day. Um, we're all happy with where the Bruins are going. And um, let's dive into some more salty parts of this East. First of all, I hate to be the guy to ruin their parade, but the Devil's Street came to an end against the Maple Leafs. Wah, wah, wah. Which I said was going to happen. I think Inside the Rink put out a tweet asking when we thought the Devil's Street was going to end, and I commented, Leafs. Because the a Leafs lot are of gonna people said Toronto. Yeah, the Leafs, the Leafs are good, and when the Leafs get motivated and get up for a game, they're as good as anybody. And the three of us respect that and know that. Yeah, we do. Toronto just has motivation issues, and they have consistency issues but when it's like we need to go prove that we're still the top young offensive team they go out and they do it except in the first round of the playoffs but that being said the devils had three goals called back so it really is hard to say to push it to them like that's a lot of goals called back i almost i like i typed up a rant on twitter about how devils fans act like they've been there before it's pathetic to throw things on the ice and then i deleted it because i didn't feel like arguing with people like do really, it was like, do I really want to at ten at night argue with some people from New Jersey? Not really. No, like, no. Yeah, like people would think that the Jersey Shore is like a nice vacation spot. I don't really want to argue with them. So I'm like, let me get, let me not do this. Let me not do this. But the streak came to an end. Same day that the Bruins took a loss. Yeah, I it was, like, al- it was almost fate. I had a feeling like I had a feeling they were both going to lose on that day, and that's. Obviously, yesterday, like my whole family knows that I'm a diehard Bruins fan, so I had 15 people throughout the day saying, "Like, oh, what happened to the Bruins?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was a scheduled loss. Like, they, they were in Florida for three days. This they had got a big win over Tampa, and then they probably went to Miami. I'm pretty sure this team has a flashing green light in that situation. They were probably sending it pretty hard. I'm like, then they were going to come home for Thanksgiving, and they had a matinee game." That was the circle day for a loss. They were probably all hungover. Reality of the game. Like people, they're like pro athletes. It's like, yeah, no, they're also like young millionaires who are yeah. winning a lot of hockey games. So I'm assuming they probably had themselves a night. Probably a good day for a rookie party or something like that. Like really. Maybe. Do the Bruins have any rookies? No. I thought about that the other day. Mm, Lauko when he's up. Yeah. So are they going to have to like call him up to do a rookie party? You know what I mean? That'd be a I good want... question to ask when we get our. You know what? I we think. Need to ask like. So Mark McLaughlin, I think, is going to be the next guy that we try to yeah. get on. Yeah. He would be a good guy to ask because he's played a little bit of time up there. I wonder, like, no, I don't know that. I think we probably need to ask like a Wags guy who's like. We are also going to try to get Chris Wagner at some point on for transparency, but that would be a guy to be like because he knows how it all works. You know what I mean with that? Yeah. A little better probably. You need a guy who's like been there. But it's just, I feel like it's a decent question. If there's no rookies, what happens to a rookie party? Is it just a party? They is just it, don't have any. Yeah. Is it the second year guys? Cause I feel like it's like a thing that every team does, you know? No, I just think that they wouldn't have any. And then it's everybody it's throws their card in the bowl yeah. and somebody Come picks on. the card on this team. So I heard some stories from before, like Tuka Rask used to pay for like Tuka was like, I guess, grade a human for that type of stuff. He would never like let people get stuck with a bill. Like when you have Chara, Tuca, and Bergeron in your locker room, yeah. I don't think the young guys are getting peppered with too many bills. And that's just, especially like a guy like Pasta. Like, have you ever like heard Pasta interview and talk about money? He's like way more wholesome than people think. I don't think any of those guys are like, 
letting guys on million dollar and under deals get crushed with bills. So the Bruins, yeah. the Bruins aren't that team. I mean, it also wouldn't surprise me if the Bruins don't do rookie. Players. I know. I know. That is a good point because I mean, Charles really was think, really big yeah. on like, you're not a rookie. Like you're a player yeah, first year player. I know. And I wonder, like, I'm trying to think of, I've heard interviews with McAvoy and DeBrusque from their younger years. And I feel like they did have a, like they've like mentioned it on something somewhere, but I could be wrong. I thought about that too when thinking about this topic. Like I bet they don't even do it. I mean, like the Bruins don't do the, they don't do the rookie lap. They don't ever have someone go out and do that. They don't like haze people at all. You're on the Bruins team. You're a member of their family, and that that's how like every you've, hockey you've team earned be. it to be there. It's yeah, like how so long been there. I think hockey from literally JV high school hockey all the way through should be like that. Like hazing like, doesn't do anything. No positives ever come from hazing. Like the all. example for Bergeron, I think is a thousandth game. He bought everybody that played that day yeah. a present, and it was Trent Frederick's like third or fifth game in the league. And he bought one for him, and Freddie was like, "Oh, like I feel like uncomfortable taking this. Like yeah. I've barely played here." He said, "No, like you're a part of this team. You're here. You're playing this game with me yeah. tonight. You're gonna take it." David Yerman, gold chains, is what he bought him. Guys, all class, all class. Oozes with class. He does. Let's talk about a team kind of like kind of in the same area as the Devils, right? The Islanders. But- the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> you missed me just kind of to me the armpit of America. <laughs> That's Carmel's team right there. Long Island is beautiful. Long Island is a beautiful place. I've never been there. I don't know why I'm acting like I know. Oh, that. it is. I <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have family out there. Um, it's really not like Jersey, but the New York Islanders have started off the season. They're in second place in the Metropolitan Division. They're 13 and 8. They have a 14 goal differential. It's the second highest in their division. It's the second, third highest in the East. I don't really know how it's happening or why it's happening. Who would have thought they could score? It's goals? to torture me slowly. That's it is. why they're it's because winning. you know what's great? I almost bet them to miss the playoffs, and at the last second, I was like, "Eh, no, I'm not doing it." You know who I didn't. <laughs> Kevin you know who, did though. You know Kevin who did bet the ad? Yeah, Kevin did. We were talking a, about doing it, and I just put a didn't. couple hundred on that. Yeah, and watch, just, they'll miss the playoffs, and me and Kev. Oh, I'll be happy. Playing. I don't like the Islanders. I'll be collecting some bills on that. Yeah, well. My future, I put in the Bruins at plus twenty five hundred. Ain't looking so bad. So, oh, mine either. I yeah, that. yeah. That's, there's no, there's nothing. Put a couple hundred on that. Yeah, too. I'm pretty, I'll be real, quite happy if that hits. But just we were actually like, uh, we'll talk about that in the gambling section later if we touch on that. Next, the, I, the Islanders. I we gotta like. There's a little more to it. Like the Islanders have just had like an odd year. If you look at their stats, it's like I think Barzell just scored his first goal. Yep. He had like 18 assists or something. Can you imagine if Barzell like went a couple more months, no goals, but was just still lighting it up as a passer? It's like hard to be mad at him, right? Maybe. But he's like, leading their uh, team in points. He has two goals, 21 assists, 23 points. Guy has an assist a game. I saw something on uh, social media like right before we started recording today, and Matt Barzell had just recently gotten his hair cut. I had seen that over the last couple of days on twitter you think that's what did it and no no no, no. so apparently <laughs> him and his girlfriend broke up or whatever and oh, they were saying like he cut his hair because little. of that and i was like shit well maybe that's why he scored a goal yeah, finally. That's, that, that was it. that was his slump he finally yeah. finally broke it off yeah that was probably it she must that's have been like, holding him back it's also how good Sor- sorokin's been too her, her name must have been lou lamorello could have been <laughs> oh lou if you guys want to see a funny um, Lou Limarello thing, follow our boy Jacob Berkowitz at ITR. He had a little, uh, he made a little text chain between different GMs, and he, it's on the funny. New York Pangers. Oh, New York, I didn't know. Did he post it off Pangers? I only saw yeah. it because he sent it to me. You guys definitely follow New York Pangers and check out the meme little video he put up. It's hilarious. It's like, it is hilarious. It's, it's a bunch of text between GMs, and ultimately, it just rips on Lou. Next thing we have here in the sheet is a good question, and I don't know how I feel about it. Two teams that for our adult lives have been staples with two generational talents that push through our youth all the way through now. You know, a guy like Sidney Crosby, who Johnny Beecher last week told us was his favorite player growing up, which was a lot of people's favorite player growing up. His Penguins and Alex Ovechkin's Capitals are both on the outside looking in right now. Do we think that they can rebound? I think the Penguins might be what well, real quick. Penguins would be in the playoffs. They'd be in a wild card spot right this minute. Capitals would not. 
do we see these teams as playoff teams or do we think they fall out? Yeah. Number one, we have to make room for the Devils now. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, um, I'm going Pittsburgh and Washington out. I think there's just too much star studded talent and veterans on Pittsburgh that they miss it with between Malkin and Crosby. Oh, you don't think they're out? Hey, Kevin. No, no. You're betting against your bet. What do you mean? Because if you have both of them out, then that yeah. means the Islanders get in. Well, you said you have them out, no. but then you said there's too much stars. No, no, I have, Pitts- I have Pittsburgh and Washington. Oh, okay, okay. That oh, I thought okay, you said yeah. both you of said them both out. Them out and then no, 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 no. I said one in, one out. Yeah. Okay, okay. Keep going. No, I've been, I'll yeah, hear I, it when I listen to the pod. Yeah, we're I'm right. You're wrong. It's okay. Keep going. I think I'm right. But no, but it's okay. I'm always right, man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Especially when his mic is muted. Yeah, that's you know, I, pure I think I think Pittsburgh's they're in. Um, I feel like Crosby and Malkin and Latang and all the boys they're not going to let them miss the playoffs. They're going to find out. They're beating Philly three nothing right now. They're I gonna, actually agree with you. I don't. I don't yeah, know they're going to rail off a bunch of wins. They're going to find their way. They're going to find their way back in the top three in the met in the Metro. Um, I really don't think they'll be a playoff team. I don't think the Islanders can keep this up. You'll have no. Devils. You'll have Pittsburgh. Hurricanes and Rangers. Yeah, exactly. There's just too many good teams for the Islanders to beat out. It's yeah. But Washington by Washington. The issue is here's where I have to contradict you a bit. So I have the Devils, the Hurricanes, and the Rangers in, but the Penguins are going to have to battle the Canadians, Panthers, the Canadians and the Panthers, and the Red. They're all going to be in that block. There. There's a high chance two wild cards come out of the Atlantic. Montreal Canadiens are playing the best hockey they've played in four years. Yeah, The Lightning are still good. They're going to be in the playoffs. The Red Wings are playing the best hockey they've played in six years. The Maple Leafs are a playoff team, and the Bruins are probably going to win the President's Trophy. And that team, the Florida Panthers, who's on the outside looking, is pretty damn good too. So there's going to be some nightmares at the bottom of this division coming to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a lot of fun watching all these other teams kill each other right before the playoffs as the Bruins waltz in. And that is going to be... I don't think it'll be that. I think you're going to see a team... You think you'll see him take off? I think you're going to see a team like Washington cut bait at the trade deadline. I agree, but they won't. I don't think think they will let them. Unless they're stocking off some fringe players. Yeah, just try to stock up for next year. And to just keep... Keep they're gonna keep people around Ovechkin and that's yeah, it. Kuznetsov will be there with him. Oshi yeah. will be there. Those guys. You're gonna have a first line with Ovechkin on it, so they, he can keep potting goals to try and they, go for that record. Yeah. And that's so it. there are people that Connor. I listen to a lot of podcasts. The big guys are saying Washington's gonna prioritize Ovechkin's goal record over wins and over the longevity of his team. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Which he's earned a right to get that in a way. I mean. I wouldn't be happy with it if I was a the Capitals the were kind of like nothing really before Ovechkin. Like he he turned that entire franchise around. Yeah, he so he, that he, owner like kisses his feet. Of course, I mean Ovechkin, Ovechkin's been a great player for them. He Ovechkin learned how to play defense. He learned how to play two way hockey. He changed his game. He got more physical under Barry Trotz. He did everything he was asked to do. By all accounts, he's a he's a really good leader too. He's a good guy to like other guys. Like he. He does love Vladimir. His Instagram profile picture just sucks. Yeah, I mean, he did. Yeah, the fact that it's not still him, Putin, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. Look right now. (laughs) No, it's not. Look right now. He's never changed it. No, it's not. Yes. Come on. This is great podcasting here, but while Jake searches Alexander Ovechkin on Instagram, it is, and he finally realizes that he never changed it. Oh my God, Ovechkin. Why do you think that I can't root for this guy? And I, I know, like it's so. But my childhood, like, and I have to realize, like, I have to make adult decisions now. It's like this guy, fuck that guy, man. Like, look, one of on. one of my childhood heroes was Roger Clemens, and I was like heartbroken when I finally like had all my dreams steroids? ruined. Yeah, buddy, I feel steroids. steroids are better than Putin. I know, but <laughs> I, I was even drawing the line oh, at steroids. Man. Like, that ruined that Roger Clemens for me. The other day, I was like, um, I was talking to, there was like one of the kids on my team, my coach wanted, like he wants to get a, or he's, you know, Emma's uncle's um, son, so my cousin-in-law. Mm-hmm. He wants to get like a hockey jersey for Christmas. 
and he was like trying to figure out which one to ask Santa for. And he was like, who's the best goal scorer of, of like all time? I'm like, well, Gretzky's like that plays now. I'm like, you ain't getting his jersey, buddy. I'm like, you're not getting it. I was like, Santa, I was like, Santa ain't buying you an Obi jersey. I'm sorry, man. I'm like, how about Charlie McAvoy? <laughs> so I'm like, Santa likes McAvoy a lot more than he likes uh likes Alex Ovechkin. Yep. Like, hey, you, you can't wear that. You can't wear that now. You just can't wear that anymore. Ovechkin did it to himself. If Ovechkin just changed his profile picture, we would be fine, but it's I can't. I'm with you on that. Let me ask you this. Just one last thing on Ovechkin, then we can move on. If there's still issues with, like, Russia, Ukraine, whatever, and he's, like, creeping up on this streak, do you think that ESPN and TNT and the NHL are going to trot him out and be the poster boy of the league still? I wonder. Because I they wonder. pushed out the World Cup specifically because of this. Because of, oh, 100%. And they the pushed PR. out the World Cup so they can make Ovechkin their little Russian. So they want, I mean... But it's like, how are we just going to, like, in 2024, I'm not going to forget that Russia tried to genocide a country of people. Like, I don't know if you guys are. I'm not, like, I'm not a big Russia guy. I'm never no, no, a big no, no, Russia no. fan. Like, I don't. No, no, no. But from, from, like, the NHL's perspective, like, I'm interested, like, actually interested to see what they're going to do about it. I still want the NHL to disrespect I still want the NHL to disrespect their whole country and make them call themselves athletes from Russia. I don't Fair. want team russia at all they don't deserve that they don't get that they get to be athletes from russia like it it sucks to be no, you i know, know you the guys people agree. Like, I, like yeah like i i agree on the logic of like russia shouldn't be able to be represented however no. on the opposite side i can see that it sucks for the players oh, who yeah, want who, like, to be there and want to be able to play with their country a guy men, like Panarin, who like is not in support like there are a lot of russian players who don't support what putin's doing and we realize that we're not yeah. I, i'm not saying all russians i'm saying screw russia and ovechkin changed I, it has to be screw ovechkin at this point there's no way for me to make up excuses anymore like you can't I, at this point it's like buddy come on <sighs> russia well, i think the cap is gonna miss the playoffs to answer your, the question that you guys put on the sheet yeah i do i think caps miss the playoffs penguins are gonna be uh on the fence if it comes down the stretch and you have a team with Crosby on it or a team with Cole Caulfield to win games late in the season when it gets heavy, I'm going to pick the team with stars Crosby and Malkin over Suzuki and Caulfield. I know that. But we'll see. The, the East is super strong. I think that's kind of what we have on the East. Let's jump into that wild, wild West where Connor lives out in the wild East. <laughs> To start off things in the Wild Wild West, we had some... Oh, we forgot in the last... I feel bad. We got to just say one more East topic before we go. Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade. They went and they got Timmons from the Arizona Coyotes. I think Timmons could be helpful. Well, Arizona's in the West, so... Oh, that's fair. That Okay, so now I feel less bad about it. We'll start off with the Timmons trade. Forgot to put him on the sheet either way, but Timmons um, in juniors played with uh, Rasmus Sandin. They're good friends, had good chemistry. I think it could work out. He's a guy who's dealt with injury issues, but I think he could be a player for Toronto. I don't want to talk anymore about the Leafs. Let's get into the real big dog trade that happened. A guy the three of us love to watch play, a superstar NHL player, Ryan Top Reeves. six forward. Top six forward. Top six forward. <laughs> Ryan Reeves was traded over to the Minnesota Wild. His full salary for a fifth-round pick. I think this is a good trade for the Wild. When yeah, they're already buried in cap space. Yeah, when Nick Delorier was there, they were playing better because they had a little bit of grit on their side. They lost that grit. Poor little other Russian, Kirill Kripersov, is out there all scared, playing scared, playing scared against the Big Bad Bruins when I was there watching with Kevy. Ryan Reeves stops that. Yeah. Does Ryan Reeves take that edge away from New York, the team that tried to get tough? He does. New York's going to have He requested a trade. Yeah, well, they weren't playing. The only thing tough in New York is the rats in the subway. <laughs> I can't wait to have Jake clip that later before he goes to bed so that I can post that and tag Berkowitz in it. 
I don't think I got that kind of time to be searching through to this exact time. Actually, it'd be easy to find or if Thirty nine forty five. Yeah, it'll be. I can make it happen. The um, forty five. Let me write that down for the, you. The uh, the Wilds are in a weird spot. Have they started to pick it up a bit? Mm. No, they're five hundred. They're ninety nine. They, they just got flurry back from injury. Yeah, he hasn't been anything special this year. Here's the deal. Not- the Wild have to beat out the Predators, the Blues, the Jets, the Avs, and the Stars to get back up there. Even Winnipeg, too. That's not an easy – yeah, the Jets, yeah. Not, oh, an yeah easy road. not an easy road at all. You have – I mean, shit, the Oilers are, are on the outside looking in right now. The West is surprisingly pretty good, too. Jack are- Campbell has been a flop in Edmonton. Yeah, because he's not – he's just – not good. The issue is he's not – so I don't think he's a nail gun of a human – and I think to be a goalie, you have to be a little bit of a nail gun of a human. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he's a real nice guy. And as Andrew Raycroft said the other day in the Morning Brew podcast, you can't have a goalie who's real nice. You have to have a little bit of like a, a dickhead attitude. Like you see the Bruins goalies are really nice, but I think both of them have a little bit of an attitude too. They're both like kind of cocky, like we're good guys. You yeah. need that. Jack Campbell seems like the most wholesome dude. That I think it's just he doesn't have super that tough on himself. Yeah, like and that's I don't know. Like I think he needs to get like it's that that abundance of confidence. I just don't see it in him, and I think it's the issue there. He reminds right. me of like soup, man. He's bad soup. He's alpha he re- soup. He reminds oh. me of early He's Mike Smith in Arizona. Yeah, like he had a really rough time of it, and he went and started seeing a sports psychologist, which helps these guys, man. Con- completely turned it around and changed the whole trajectory of his career. Like, fun fact: Patrice Bergeron spends a lot of time with a sports psychologist, and he kind of brought that in and helped that be a thing with the Bruins. Is something that's like, hey, we can do this, and I think it's helped them a lot too. Patrice himself is a sports psychologist. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm sure he is. He's a wizard. The wizard. The Blues. The Blues have found their footing. They've won seven straight after a tough start. Another team I love to hate. Uh, yeah, so I, here's the deal with the Blues, right? I hate them because they beat us in 2019. But when the Blues, Blues are playing good hockey, they play the hockey that I like to watch. But at the same time, I'm not a, I'm not a St. Louis Blues guy. The only thing that's been like moderately like, tolerable to watch or like a good storyline out of St. Louis was – I mean, Lola. I hate Bennington. No, Layla, the Super Blues. Oh, fan. Layla Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Other than that, I mean, they're just such an easy team to to not like. Very similar well, to the Islanders. Just the, the style of hockey that they play, like Maroon and Bennington. It was real easy to hate them. Yeah. That's for sure. Another team out here that has really surprised us, and we just I think we've done a good job at the teams who surprised us. We put our hands up and said, hey. We were wrong. The Seattle Crackheads. Kraken. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Again. You did it again. It's not an accident. It just keeps happening. The so Crackheads. That's the nickname for their fan group, the Crackheads. Yeah. They did that, right? Isn't that they sell shirts or something to say that? Yep. They're they're, they call their arena the Crack House. Do they? They don't. It's Climate Change Arena. Climate yeah. Pledge. And then arena. the nickname that those Crackheads gave it is the Crack, <laughs> it's the crack House. House. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you can't make that up. The ultimate trap house. Where are you being serious? Yes, I'm dead serious. That's the nickname that these fans have dubbed it. Oh, good. They're uh, they're they're pretty good. They win. They win hockey games. I don't like. There's not really like. I don't. Do you guys have anything with them? Matty Benares is ripping it up. Is he though? Is he really? I mean, the real storyline in Seattle is Shane Wright. If we're being yeah. honest. Oh yeah, no, we're gonna get into that. That's sure. You want to run on that one? You want to run on it? Yes. Take it away. Just to answer your question, Kev. Matty Benares has 14 points in 19 games. So, yeah, six goals, eight assists. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Their whole team, I mean, they're, they have a lot of guys for like 18, 15, 14, 13, 12, 12, 11, 11, 10, 10. They just have guys scoring points. And Martin Jones is being solid in goal. Yeah. So, here, this is from Reddit from Seattle Kraken fans. Somebody had posted, they were like, what do we call ourselves as Kraken fans? Crackoids or crackheads? And people replied, crackheads. And one person even went as far as to say, and we do not refer to the home ice arena as climate pledge arena. Barf. It's the crack house. 
Fair, fair. Right from the horse's mouth. Right from Reddit. So what do you have on Shane Wright, Connor? What's the dirt on this guy? I I don't really have any dirt. I just kind of want to give some homage to the storyline of he was projected to be number one overall and it's has so completely fallen and smashed himself all over every it's like not even his fault. on the just, way down. Guy just drops has the number to four. Hockey. Drops the number four in the draft. Gives the you know the infamous dirty look to the Canadians table at the draft. Feels like he got snubbed. Ooh. Plans on going out here to Seattle and lighting it up. Struggles. Hardly gets any playing time. Healthy scratch bomb, left and right, and now he gets the ultimate pie in the face with. Ooh going down to the AHL on a conditioning stint. That but he's lighting sad. it up. He has three sick goals in two games. Like he, <laughs> Shane Wright has talent. The poor kid has not got to play hockey in two years. That matters. Yes. Nobody's let him play hockey. He needs to play. Like how, to expect you can just not play for like two years and just go out and dominate the NHL. Like, no, that's not how this works. Like it's just not how this works. So like he, I think this conditioning stint could be good for him. We've heard I've heard a lot of different things. I heard there's a chance he gets sent back, but he's not going back to the to juniors unless he gets traded, right? Because he played. What does he play for? The Kingston Frontiacs would be his team. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. suck. They're like one of the worst teams in um, the OHL. They're not going to send him back there. So he would have to get traded to a contender, be playing for Memorial Cup, be playing meaningful games. Or he's not going back. Yeah. I also think there's a high chance he goes to World Juniors. So if he like lights him. it up in this conditioning stint, I think they keep him. Yeah, Seattle, which so far looks great. Yeah. Um, and if not, I think that the team and his agent is going to work with the OHL teams to kind of yeah. work out a trade to get him somewhere Ooh. that he's going to play meaningful games and play with other great top players. NHL prospects and like it's yeah. really play. You know, I think the biggest thing with this is Seattle didn't expect to be as good as they are, and it's created an issue for them because they're trying to win games. They thought they're going to be able to have Shane Wright come up and get that meaningful NHL time in and, and learn the game there. And that's how they pitched this to everybody. Yeah, just didn't Is that we're way. going to draft him and he's going to be able to play this year for our yeah, team. And they were serious about that. And the issue is he played in the OHL, and the OHL is not Michigan. And Matty Veneers is a step ahead of him because Michigan, the schedule they play, is tougher than the OHL. And I know people don't, they're like, they have trouble with that, but guys coming out of college are the top prospect coming out of college are making an impact faster. I really feel that way. Look at Brady to Chuck, look at Cole Caulfield, look at Trevor Segris, look at Jack. McAvoy. Look at Charlie McAvoy. Look at Matt Grizzlick. These guys are just able to transition from that hockey East or big, t- it's hockey East and big 10. Tori Krug did it as well. Tori Krug, big 10 played for Michigan state. Those guys just, they're able to come in and make an instant impact where we see these guys coming from juniors not being able to do that right away. Um, and I, I, I'm i sure there's arguments to be had. Like people could argue with me and say all the guys. Did you say Kale McCarr and Adam Fox too? I didn't, but right there, Kale McCarr right out of UMass. It's like, yeah, like these guys, I mean, Dan Heinen out of Denver. <laughs> just this guy. I know. Andres Bjork out of Notre Dame. There are guys. There are guys that just come out of college. Jimmy VC. Jimmy VC has been a solid NHL player. Eichel. Harvard. I said. Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. But it's just, I think that college is becoming a more and more attractive option for players, and we should look further to it. Yeah. Kind of wraps up what we had for the West too. I I know you wanted to talk about something for a gambling segment. I don't know that Kevin and I have any bets. We've been kind of sitting I back on the betting I for a bit. I completely forgot. What I was gonna say, so okay. absolutely no worries. If it okay, I'll say we've been, Kevin and I have really been laying off the bets for a little bit, trying to just let the season unfold. Hockey's I have super, no money. Yeah, su- hockey's super hard to bet on because there's so much parity. Like we came into this year thinking the Oilers were gonna be dominating, and the Bruins oh, now I remember what it team. was. Perfect. So. Uh, Jake and I the other day, I think we might've been playing a game together or something like that. And we were talking about if you would have thrown a thousand dollars on every Bruins game for them to win so far this season, how much you would be up. And Jake kind of played with the numbers in his head a little bit and estimated out to be like just over 20 grand. 
Ooh. Yeah, I would think because you would have early in the year, there was a couple times they were like plus 140. Even when the winning streak happened, there was a couple times they were like plus 115, plus 120. They've only lost three games. The In the games against contenders, they're like minus 110. So you're still getting like $900 return. They, yeah, no, I, I really think, I think you'd be up close to 20 grand, maybe like 18, 19,000. Obviously, I mean, it's funny because I was listening to the Chicklets too, no free shout outs, but they were talking about how like, you guys ever see like Matt Murley does the everybody rides, he gives like all his bets out. Like he hasn't bet on the Bruins the whole year. The guy just bet on the Bruins would be up like 20 grand. <laughs> but it yeah. just hasn't gone that way. And that kind of wraps it up, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm going to go to bed because I'm getting on a red-eye flight in the morning down to Florida. Um, I wish everyone and you three a great week. And remember, the biggest thing right now, guys, go buy some merch. Can you help us out, please? Can you go buy some merch from the Inside the Ring store? Use the code THANKFUL. We appreciate it. Support all the articles. Support everyone's podcasts. Um, and we should be hitting you guys very soon with another interview. We have some cool interviews coming up. We're going to get another one from a Providence Bruins player. Not 100% sure who yet. We'll get that announced on Twitter once we do. And we have another cool interview in the works. Connor, you want to talk about that one before we go? Yeah. So uh, we're working on getting a player, Jacob Ratcliffe, out of the SPHL Quad City Storm, who um, is originally from New Zealand and played a lot of time in the Australian Hockey League and with the NHL looking at doing some preseason games in a land down under. We're going to uh, talk some Australian hockey and uh, kind of get you guys the, the sneak peek. Which is going to be awesome. Have a good one, guys.